Welcome to Talking Shift. This is where we take the woo-woo out of your awakening process. We're gonna get real on what the ascension is. I'm Diamond No, I'm your host. I'm a generational psychic, I'm a starseed, I'm a master manifester, I'm an ascension advisor. I've been teaching the science behind your awakening process for over 20 years now. We teach it across this globe. We're gonna talk about healing, we're gonna talk about sex, we're gonna talk about money, we're gonna talk about relationships, we're gonna talk about the relationship with your body, your soul, your emotions, your inner child, and we're gonna do everything in our power to help you shift into your highest timeline. Welcome back to Talking Shift with myself and Sarah Rose. Hey, guys. Yay, yay. So we're picking up the conversation from where we left off. It is the end of January and the energy is fluctuating so much. And I am seeing crazy ascension symptoms across the board. And mine happens to be the inability to put together a sentence. (laughs) So we're going to do our best today to navigate this with my like, but we've got this. We've got, I've got this. We're going to do great. Awesome. It's like I'm in my head and I'm like, la, 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 and then I'm walking into doors and stuff. So oh. <laughs> freaking door friends, they come out of nowhere. Like <laughs> they, just, they just jump open. They're like, hi, they here moved, I am. Like who moved you two inches? I don't know. <laughs> it is wild energy right now. And I love that we're carrying on the conversation about embodying trust because the energy is so intense that people are starting to be like, what am I doing wrong? I thought I dealt with this. I'm not making traction. I'm not seeing change. I'm not moving forward. And then we have all these little ridiculous things going on. Like the last, I'd say calendar week for me has been a whole lot of chaos, like some really beautiful chaos, but it's been me being pulled in a hundred different directions and in like really getting clear on where I need to set some boundaries for sure. And trusting that I can do that safely without you know, creating a a sore point for someone, right? So it's been it's been interesting. So I love that we're going to talk about some other stuff today because I think it's applicable for some of the boundaries I have been setting, as well as some of the ones I'm going to be setting in the next couple of weeks because I'm doing full family new integration this coming weekend. Super. So at this current, it's so much. <laughs> okay, so for our followers, let's have a little TMI. Let's have a story tie with time for a second here, but it will lead to great points. I promise. Um, really great points because I'm going to share some of my stories. Um, but I am in transition mode of 2024 is the year that we're getting married. We're going to be eloping. So there will be pictures at some point, but not anytime soon. Um, then we're doing the integration. We're both highly indiv- highly independent creatures. Mm-hmm. So my daughter, his daughter, independent. Me, fiery, independent. Corey, super independent. Our home both has multiple pets. So this weekend was the weekend of merging the animals. There's five animals in my house. Ace Ventura. <laughs> um, I know, right? And then Corey testing me because he's like, we, baby, we can't get any more. And I'm like, well, you know, like I would love a pet raccoon. Like, I don't know. I know. I have this weird thing. TikTok messed me up. Okay. So I saw them on TikTok and I was like, oh, I want one of those. Don't do it, Dime. I don't know. Okay. I'm going through, I think it's my biological clock being like, you can't make a baby. So let's just get more. I think it's that. Okay. So this weekend was the merging of all of the animals, but yet just me here. (laughs) So I have five animals, which my inner child, 
oh, she's so happy. I just lie on the floor and sing like friends, friends, friends <laughs> that we all get along because they're, you know, there's some, there's some jealousy. And then I'm teaching them like, no, that's being toxic with your vulnerability. Don't be like that. I feel like they understand me. This is just part of who I am. I talk to animals and I sing friends, friends, friends. It's like a little Reiki chant of like, love each other for fuck's sakes because mommy's getting tired. Mm. <laughs> I feel that it's good. <laughs> this is absolutely working. We're good. We're good. And then we're merging entire families from there, right? So, which is a segue into my whole point of like really embodying trust to on multiple fashions. One, trust in your journey. Two, that we can communicate our needs. Yes. And that's sort of where we left off last week on communicating your needs. And you were bringing out an amazing point before we ran out of time and had technical issues. So that's why it happened, but here we are, which I think is great that we get to do this in twofold because it's such, such a diverse topic. And you were talking about, you know, do you trust the process of like you, we have trained the people in our lives to respond to us a certain way. Mm -hmm. And so if you are, you know, the divine creator and caregiver and nurturer in your family, you're going to be the one that's like, all right, let me get the schedule. Let me get the kids ready. Let me take care of the animals. Let me sing friends, friends, friends. <laughs> let me cook dinner. Let me plan dinner. Let me do the grocery list. Let me get the laundry going. Like, this is what we do. We take over. And then, well, I'm also like super like, I do it better. So, you know, <laughs> I kind of want to do it. Um, but then we get into this trap of the people in our world expecting us to take that leadership role. Yep. To do it all. And so we've created the situation. So let's talk about how to undo that situation and being able to trust the process of that. That's really, I think that's a really great conversation. Absolutely. I went like, because when I think of trust the process, I'm like, yeah, I trust the process. But internally, my inner dialogue's like, they're going to say no, or like, you're going to have to like argue about this. And like my whole like the, the dialogue is like the complete opposite of what I desire the outcome to be, what mm -hmm. I actually fully require the outcome to be in order to rebalance self and nurture myself because I'm nurturing everybody else, right? Mm -hmm. that, that creator energy. So asking at first, like when I think about it, I was like almost in defense mode. Like I was ready. It's like, oh, tell me that you're not going to do it. Let's go. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> But I've been able to graduate to, you know how you like you sing to your pets? I was yeah. like, last night after dinner, I was like, who's going to want to do the dish? You know, like the dish. <laughs> I'm like, I was ridiculous, but I was like, everybody did something. <laughs> Perfect. See, singing, it helps. Let's all, let's just start instead of communicating. We're just going to sing our desires to the world. Like, yeah. why not? Why not? Literally. <laughs> no, I love that you brought that up because I remember like I've gone through a lot of different phases and I'm not saying that I'm the be all end all whatever. Like I am still fucked up. All We all are a little bit. Right. And my ego self loves to go. My favorite thing that my ego loves to do besides singing songs, making up songs about nothing is to literally go into the highest possible worst outcome <laughs> and yes. then tell an entire movie of like, oh, and I'm like, and it'll just be happening in the background and I'll be like oh and like my car broke down this weekend and so when I got it fixed or whatever I then was driving home and I looked at that dashboard 9,000 times yeah. I was like are the lights coming on are the lights coming on are the lights coming on could it be the alternator could it be this oh my goodness like what if it is and halfway through the drive I'm like you need to shut the fuck up 
Yep. Like, stop, stop. You're going to create it. Don't do that. This problem is solutioned. Move on, right. own it. And so I had to get really, and that's part of my divine doer. So for those of you that were in the retreat on Friday, it was oh, my heart. Good like, oh, thank you, baby. I was, I was, I, it's really an honor to create yeah. really powerful, transformative content and deliver it in my quirky dorky self, like just fully authentic. Um, but we talked about the universal laws and looking at them as principles, guiding principles, how your energy operates. And the last universal principle is the pr principle of gender. So really short, instead of looking at it as divine masculine, divine feminine, I can't anymore. And I gave a whole like rant about what I truly believe the beauty of transition and all that stuff is. But to shorten it up, divine masculine, I want you to forever and always call it the divine doer. Mm -hmm. And the divine feminine, we're going to call the divine creator. So I'm always going to refer to it as that moving forward. Mm -hmm. So as I'm moving through this episode of learning to embody trust and not be in the vibration and tell my ego to shut the fuck up, my divine doer really needed to come into play and own the conversation. I needed to own my mental thoughts. I had to have a little conversation where I was quite firm and I was like, we are not doing this for the rest of the drive or the rest of today, actually. Mm-hmm. We know the problem is solutioned. We are not playing in that anxiety game. Get yourself set straight. Turn on the radio, listen to a song and distract yourself if you need something to do because this is not what we are doing anymore. And I owned my ego self like a spoiled little brat. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, we're not. That's and right. that helped me effectively move through, right? So I had to call upon my divine doer in order to be able to do that. Now, when it comes to my integration, I want to talk about going back to our conversation of how do we, how do we communicate? And this is going to be my, like, I'm going to share with you my biggest tip, my biggest tool. It is badass in my opinion, but it is a game changer. So if you're brave enough to take on this one tool, your whole world is going to change, but it's a, it's a process. It's a, it's a trusting process. You got to build confidence with it. So you just got to practice it mildly first. So here we are integrating. I am the divine nurturer. I am the divine creator as much as I am the divine doer. I have been my own quote unquote man my whole life. I am really proud of that. I do not think this is a bad thing at all, but I have been my only everything for so long. And it's not that I'm stubborn. I'm just programmed myself to be this because I, I have to, I'm, I've been living alone forever, right? And so now here we are integrating. And in the little bit of time that we do spend together, because we spend weekends together and then we have a date night once a week, I go right into my divine nurturer. So I'm the cooker and the this and the that. And I prep the meals and I think ahead. And I think ahead to buy the, the snacks required or the beverages required. And I take care of everything selfishly because he is a procrastinator and it would take him hours longer to get to me if he had to run the errands and he's not as efficient as I am. So I've got my own ego-driven reasons for why, but here we are. He knows this too. He, th he thinks it's quite funny, but I've conditioned him to always be the most efficient, to be the planner, right? right. That's, th that's how we've trained each other. And I think I would love in the comments just to have like, give me a red heart emoji if yes, I am the same thing. <laughs> I want to see the red hearts in the comments because I want to, like, I know we're not alone in this, right? Absolutely. So 
Corey and I have this new way of communicating that is allowing me to trust the outcome. So I'm going to get to it through the conversation of toxic vulnerability. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite topics and I can see it and it makes me go as soon as I see it now. And the reason it makes me do that is because I was the queen of it. I'm not joking. I mastered toxic vulnerability on a level that was so unbelievably obnoxiously disgusting. As soon as I discovered it, I was like, that's what I'm doing. So toxic vulnerability, we have to start with that to understand how to move into trust and how to ask and communicate our way through things. Toxic vulnerability, the true reason we do it and every human does it. And when I point it out, you're going to be like, oh, damn it. All right. So we do it because one, we don't want to hurt feelings. Mm -hmm. Two, in my personal opinion, I think we're not brave enough to claim what we require. So we beat around the bush. Three, we are conditioned to be a victim to something. And so if I'm a victim, the underlining energy is I'll be loved. I'll be seen. I'll be heard. I'll be nurtured. And that's, I was good at that back in my like early thirties. Really good at that. Like, oh man, I should have had a crown for it. And it's like, yeah, most fucked up in their vulnerability. <laughs> and then, so I think we do it for these underlying reasons of we don't know how we're not trained. We're taught to be a victim because if there's something wrong, Someone might help instead of being like, I need help. Right. So let's talk about examples of what does it actually look like? Okay. So I'll give a couple of mine. You process what you want to share in your world. But mine was, I'm super overwhelmed. I haven't slept in days. My body doesn't sleep. My body is at a space where in its spiritual evolution and its light body activation, I only require three hours of sleep. I don't require eight hours anymore. But yet I'll go into, I haven't slept. Therefore, I'm tired. Therefore, I really need some help with this. And I'm feeling overwhelmed. I went into toxic vulnerability of the merging of our lives because this is a chaotic household now. Like, what does it look like to set rules and expectations for our daughters for contributing towards cleaning? Who's going to empty the dishwasher? Should we create a chart list, like a a to-do list on the whiteboard and everybody has their chores and then our daughters can pick which ones they want to do so we're not offending them and that way they actually help. And then it'll get checked off and then we'll know which ones we need to do so that I'm not doing everything because I'm really concerned about doing everything. Holy toxic vulnerability. Or I'm just going to show everybody how much I do. Or, oh my God, fucking genius, right? I'm going to put everything on the board and then I'm going to check it off to show you how many things I did. Yep. I need help. Like, wow, that was a lot of things. Did you see how many things I did? That is also, yeah, hundred percent. I totally get that. I've probably done that in the past. I probably would have unknowingly done that if I had followed that too. Now that I think about it, I'm like, yeah, I would, I would manipulate that. I just had I a minute, like a moment of like, oh shit, that's what I did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, there we are. Okay. All right. Anyways. <laughs> the like conversations of, I've worked so hard to build this level of peace in my life and you know, I like things a certain way. And, you know, my ego loves to go in anxious. And if the house is crowded or clustered, or you don't put your shit away, I'm worried that my anxiousness is going to come back into the surface and my ego will be distracted. And therefore it's going to add to my overwhelming feeling. Stop. Those are examples of toxic vulnerability. Toxic vulnerability are, um, I'm trying to think of some 
that I get in messages from non-family members. Mm. It would be, you can't believe how, oh my God, the dating world. I get all the time shaking my head. Is there no good men out there? Like I've just got on all these dates and there's no good men out there and da, 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 da. No, that's not the case. That's not it. That's not what's going on. It's the you thing, boo. It's a you thing. It's always a you thing. We have a t-shirt now that says it's a you thing. And I've ordered mine and I cannot wait to wear it. It's going to be so much fun. I also ordered one that says, don't be a dumbass. Meaning don't be dying. <laughs> like what I did. Don't do it. Don't do it. Either. So anyways. Um, so another one would be, well, you know, I, I'm only comfortable investing so much into myself financially because I don't want to take away from my partner because my partner is the primary bed breadwinner and blow. And I'm like, mm, that's not what the problem is. The problem is you're afraid to have a conversation about it. Mm-hmm. You're afraid to receive it. So our vulnerability turns toxic when we are excusing what we are actually feeling and creating a story that umbrellas what we're actually feeling. What's underneath all of that? I don't feel worthy of. I don't know how to receive. I don't know how to ask for. I don't know what to. And if you get in that loop of being toxic over and over again within your own vulnerability, you will probably not have any friends in the end. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say, you're going to burn everybody out because everybody's going to be like, you won't stop complaining. Stop. There's a low vibe. Nobody, like, does anybody actually care? I'm going to be the big C next Tuesday in this moment. Ready? Does anybody care that you have a health condition that you're not on death row? Does anybody care? No. They care about who you are. Right. They care about giving you love and receiving love from you. They don't care that you've had a headache for three days. We really don't. We're like, oh, wow, like I'm sending you love. I wish you didn't have that. Boom, out of mind, change the conversation. We're not thinking about your headache the moment we walk away. We're not thinking about your back pain. Nobody was thinking about the autoimmune condition that I was experiencing and I was broadcasting it so toxically over the internet back in like way 15 years ago. Nobody cared. Nobody cares. They care about your connection. Right. They care about your connection. They don't care about what the fuck is falling apart for you. They want to love you and they care about you, but it's your problem. It's a you thing. It's not their problem. Like going to be really blunt. So stop, stop doing it. Mm-hmm. Corey, I'm pretty confident, doesn't give two shits about how I organize the shelves and how I like them a certain way. It's not on his radar. No, it's, that's just. He gives, you know what Corey gives two shits about? If I leave my hat hanging on the post, am I going to get in shit? If I yep. throw my sweater on the back of the dining room chair, is she going to be like, oh. that's what he cares about. Right. He doesn't care about the why. And it's, he loves me. It's not that he's being insensitive, but he actually is more in how do I keep, how do I keep the peace? Yeah. Because it doesn't matter to me. I can't see through her lens and understand that this is why and what it actually makes her feel. I just know I want to keep the peace. Right. Right. And if we have conditioned our partners or the people in our lives or our coworkers to respond to us a certain way because we function a certain way, 
they don't know different. And you're up in your head being like, no one fucking helps me. And I have to do this by myself. Let me make a list on the whiteboard and check it off so they can see what I do. And we get caught up in the spin Mm -hmm. over and over and over again. I have a lot of male clients, a lot of male clients who get caught up in the spin of why is she so demanding? Why is she so bitchy? Why is she always complaining at me? Why is she always making me feel inferior? Why is she always doing this? And so they become avoidant and that's their toxic vulnerability. Not all men, but it's pretty, pretty common. So their toxic vulnerability is let my partner do whatever it is they're doing. Keep the peace until I am asked. And that's it. So how do we unravel that? How do we get there? One, you identify the fact that you're being toxic and you let it go. And then you think about what am I actually wanting? So when you're creating that list and you're checking stuff off on the whiteboard, I love it so much, (laughs) so much, so much. It's amazing. So when you're doing that, what are you actually asking for? Someone identify how much I'm offering and reciprocate. Right. Right. I had a week last week where I was pulled in a thousand directions. I had a real big fucking, I shared this in the retreat on Friday. I, Thursday night, exploded in rage. And I love anger. I love anger because that is the moment that I realize I need to create change in my life. It's a requirement for me to make change. But I have conditioned that situation that created my anger. Right. I've been trying to set these mild, small boundaries of, if you want to talk to me for longer than 15 minutes, book a fucking session because I literally do not have 15 minutes in my day. But what do I do? I keep trying to squeeze it in, squeeze it in, and squeeze it in, and squeeze it in, and squeeze it in, and offer and offer. And that's the shitty part about operating a heart-centered business. We want to be there. But my toxic vulnerability was like, just gently suggest that they book a session. Answer as many emails as I can. Answer as many messages as I can. But now it's a hard, if it's longer than a five-minute voice clip, I'm going to message you back and be like, I love you put down notes for our next session. Right. Talk soon. That's it. I'm, I can't, I can't, I don't have it. I want to, but I don't have it. And I get in this pain point of when I'm put in those situations, when our families are taking us and putting us in these situations, when our coworkers are doing this to us, if we're working in an office place, especially, right? When we are being offered all of this and we're being taken from and taken from and taken from, it puts us in a situation where it actually breaks our heart. Oh, absolutely. I get heartbroken all the time that I can't. And I get heartbroken all the time that I'm being put into a situation where I have to set a boundary. Right. Don't do that to me. Don't do that to me. Corey with his coat on the back of the dining room chair. Don't put me in a situation where I have to ask for, I have to set a boundary. Don't do it. So let's take this whole mushy, mushy thing and talk about how to fix this. It's all co-connected. I had this like Baha moment not that long ago, like a month or two ago, three months maybe, where I was discovering that the toxic vulnerability was coming out of my mouth. And I stopped and I looked at my partner because it was between Corey and I. And I was like, I just realized something. If our relationship is a little boat with no oars and we're sitting in this boat and I start to be toxic with my vulnerability by saying, this is my concerns, blah, 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 blah. What I'm doing is I'm beginning to rock the boat. 
And in this moment, I feel like you are more focused on the fact that I'm rocking the boat than you are being solution focused. Right. And so therefore I'm over communicating. I'm diving deeper into my toxic vulnerability. I'm offering more examples of why instead of just simply flipping the boat. And so I'm going to flip the boat and you can choose metaphorically to swim to shore and take a time out. And I'm going to give you that space and honor it. You can choose to help us get back in the boat. Or if it's too much for you, you can literally leave and go find a new boat. So I'm going to flip the boat with the intention of finding a solution, getting back into the boat. Are you ready? And he was like, yeah. And then boom, I just said what I was actually feeling. Like no emotion, no reasons as to why. This is what I'm experiencing right now. What's the best way to fix it? Yep. And that was it. That was it. And it's a game changer. It actually is. Yeah. I caught myself. I caught myself doing that this week. And I was like, and he was just like, what are you talking about? Like, and I was like, wait, you're right. This is what I need. This is what I would like to look. This is what I would like us to do. And he was just like, let's do it. And I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Right. I know. Cool. (laughs) Right. Wait a minute. I don't have to do like an hour of like moping around or like, you know, like yeah. I don't have to sigh on the couch five times and be like, you know what I used to do? I want to hear something so gross. Oh, you guys are going to love this. This is what I used to do a long time ago. I would go into the bedroom and I would have a tear. And I would use 90 tissues or said tear and leave those tissues crumpled up on the top of my dresser so that Mm. they saw the tissues and they knew I was crying. And therefore they might come to me and be like, is everything okay? Can we fix this? Yeah. Oh my God. Like crazy. Mm -hmm. Whereas now I'm like, I'm having an overload of emotion. It's either anger, credit, whatever, because I don't feel resolved. And Corey knows I will stop talking about it the moment I'm resolved. Right. And if it's unresolved, I will con- I will continue to flip the boat over and over again until it is resolved. And so how many times do you want me to flip the fucking boat? You want to fix it? Or what are we doing? Right. And that's my approach. Sometimes that firm, sometimes not. But I trust my requirements. Right. I trust just like you were saying earlier. We have to trust what we know we require in order to move forward. Right. Like hundred percent. safe in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I don't know, like think now I'm like off because my mind is 20 steps ahead. Um, we had this conversation last week, like we, we did this and then when we go into talking about freedom or talking about trusting, you know, this or talking about, you know, self wholeness and what that means. When we focus on that, it attracts things into our life. Things happen for us to either, this is what we need to heal, or this is the way forward with this. And this is how good it feels. Right. So it's like, you get, you get both sides of it. So how do I trust? And I sat there one day, it was a couple of days after, and I'm sitting there with my journal and I'm having my coffee. And then all of a sudden I was thinking about, um, 
a loss that I had a couple of years ago. And the the pain that was initiated after that. And I thought that was something that I had envisioned. That was something that I had dreamed, dreamed, you know, of for this family and I lost it. And then for me, and I was like, holy shit. I started to realize, no, it's, I believed that whatever I create into this life brings pain. And then it was like, wait a minute. So then I started thinking about all the other times where I desired something and I brought it into this reality and it created discomfort. It created sadness within people or pain within myself, or it created imbalances with finances. Right. And then I was like, holy shit, it's because I actioned it. And then it was like, oh my goodness, I look outside of myself and I ask people used to anyways, ask people, what do you think of this? What about this decision? What, you know, what do you think about me painting my room, even though it's my own fucking room and I should just like, like the color I paint. It's about me not trusting myself because I had this belief that whatever I actioned created something that didn't feel good. And, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, I was only looking at those things instead of looking at all the other things that I've co-created with you, all the things I've co-created and brought into this house, into my family that were beneficial, that were beautiful, that were joyful. So recognizing that it was me that I wasn't safe with. I didn't feel safe living my life in the way that I desired. Mm -hmm. Which is, yeah, no, I totally get that. And I think that's actually really common, you know, depending on what we've done, what (laughs) I remember during the retreat on Friday, I was like, I don't know what your mommy did to you, but, (laughs) and that's it right? Not to you, but in general, I was talking about that. And it's like, whatever we received as children, what we perceived we received, will create that seed or doubt within ourselves of, oh, it's not safe for me to put me first for whatever reason. So that could turn into, I'm being selfish and being needy and being extra and being too much, blah, blah, blah. Who knows? We all have our own story, right? And it's very common for us individually, men and women, both they and they, like all of us, all of us, for us to look at, like, not me first. So if I do this and I really desire it, it's going to backfire on me. Yeah. And it's a hidden belief. We don't know. It's a vibration that's so deep and hidden that, oh, it may backfire or it might cause pain because I was the pain point in my childhood. Right. Like, beautiful awareness. Yeah. Yeah. And when we heal that, we change the way we receive what we are creating for ourselves. Right. And you've got to do that work, right? I know you just recently had a topic with, like, you're in a position now where you are mentoring the new Divine Alignment Mentors. And I know that's a topic that's actually come up lately. So a lot of us are feeling that. A lot of us are experiencing, you know, how do I navigate that? Right. And it is that dive into really looking at that subconscious. And I'm so grateful that you've taken on that role of like, you know, working with all of the souls that want that support and help and becoming an elite mentor here. Mm -hmm. I'm so grateful that you're taking on that space for me. And that's a boundary. Again, this was like, I was going through the same thing with my transition with my role in the company of it's not safe for me to let go. Like I'm the one who built it and I'm the one who does this. And I'm like, and I have you working beside me, but it's like, oh, if I let go, are we still changing enough lives? Right. 
And, you know, that was something that I had to begin to trust. I did really embody, but it was like one of those fears from childhood, just like we're talking about of like, oh man, if I let go, there could be, if I'm not doing it, it won't get done. Or, you know, how many of us, you know, nurturers in the world, in the home do that same belief. If I don't do it, no one else will, you know, and it's like, it shows up in all these different ways, but it's not that no one else will. It's that we haven't conditioned them to support us. We haven't conditioned ourselves to believe that we are capable of asking without being toxic. We haven't gotten up the courage to flip the fucking boat. Instead, we rock it. Yeah. We're still living in the fear. Exactly. And if you're living in nothing, really, at the end of the day, it's, Mm -hmm. it's just a story in our head. It is. Fear does not exist at all. I cannot wait for expansion, the level four. You do. Like, in a <laughs> like, okay, so that was the retreat on Friday. We did the retreat expansion. It's only for those that have already done Fully Awakened and Ascend. Yes. But Nikki's working on editing it and adding it to the Fully Awakened Ascend program because it's the fourth level. So it will be available in the next like month or so. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was so incredible. And then level five is embodied and that's coming out later this year, um, which is... Anyways, doesn't even matter. I won't talk about that. So it's like, but in that program, we talk about a lot about how to become trust. We talk about what you need to embody, how you need to expand that trust from within your subconscious and look at all of the things that want to be healed within the physical, mental, and emotional. And then when we do that, the biggest piece of homework that I'm going to give our followers today, because I'm all about homework. Oh my goodness. Ready? So get a pen and paper or pause it, go get a pen and paper. I want you to do this one thing, two things. One, you're going to pay attention to how often am I rocking the boat instead of flipping it? Right. And why is the courage not there? What am I afraid of? So that's number one. The second thing, game changer. You're going to put an alarm on your phone and you are going to ask yourself every hour on that alarm on your phone, it's going to say, what thought am I devoted to? Where's my devotion? Because whatever I am devoted to within my ego self, meaning what story you're playing over and over and over and over, you hear Sarah say all the time, what story is happening? Change the story. What are you devoted to? Are you devoted to your old toxic ways of not receiving or are you devoted to trust? Right. And that's your homework. And you're going to do that until we do our next episode. And then you're going to let us know in the questions or in the comments, how is it going? I want to know, what are you devoted to? How is it going? Right. Brie now, thank goodness we have Brie. Um, she's the executive assistant here. So she gathers all of the questions and comments for us and categorizes them. So that way in my Ascension series, I know which topics to talk about. So there's that. So she'll be looking at the comments she'll be gathering them for us and celebrating and she's getting in there and trying to respond as much as time as she has and all that stuff. So we're like all shifting spots right now. (laughs) It is a team effort. It is a family effort over here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anything else that you want to add to today? I think that like, this is a really like, this is the, this is what I use as my foundation, Mm -hmm. but is there anything else that we need to add? I don't think so. Honestly, like it just, it really comes down to keep it simple. Yeah. Like, honestly, we overcomplicate it. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. What's the thing I'm actually feeling instead of all the spewing that I'm doing or huffing and puffing or 90 tissues on the dresser. Yeah. 
for this? It's like one tier. A whole box of silence treatment, silent treatment. Mm-hmm. I've done that. I did the, I didn't do the silent treatment. I did the slamming of the cabinets. Yep, that too. Yeah. But now my cabinets have like that slow. <laughs> like in the last like yeah. 10 years, I've always had that. So you go to slam it. Even my toilet seats have that like slow, yeah. you can't slam the toilet seat. There's nothing in my house that I could slam. Not that I do that anymore, but I used to. Oh my God, I used to slam shit all the time. It was the only way I could be like, I'm upset. Instead of like walking into the room and being like, my feelings are hurt. I would like to resolve this and experiencing a tremendous amount of anger due to this specific thing. What is the solution here? Instead of doing that, I would go off and create a scene. Or do it all and be like, oh, I'm just so tired. I had to do everything. Mm -hmm. Can't possibly have sex tonight, darling, because I'm overwhelmed from all of the things I had to do. That's so mean. (laughs) I've probably done it. (laughs) all the things we don't realize we're doing because we're just right. conditioned that way. And yes. we're literally moving off of the examples that we had before us. Yeah. So, yeah. So I don't know. This is probably one of my favorite topics, probably one of my favorite podcasts. I just feel like this is such beautiful mm. tools to really create sustainable change in your life. And that's what we're aiming for is sustainability. Yeah. And every time you action something that is putting in that trust into your life, mm-hmm. celebrate it acknowledge it so that you're teaching that story. Like you're, you know, you're teaching it a new story. You're creating Mm -hmm. safety within the ego. So Mm -hmm. yeah, your ego self wants to be trained. Yes. It wants to be taught. Otherwise it's going to tell all of the wrong stories and go into old habits. So teach it what you want it to do for you. Let it actively participate and teach it what you want it to do so that it can serve you. That's what it's there for. Awesome. All right, guys, hit us up in the comments for any other topics that you want to see. We'll be back next week and we're really excited to be of service and answer all your questions. If you want information on working with any of us, you can go to diamondno.com. Sarah Rose is an elite mentor, so you're going to see her service right at the top. Also, I should have mentioned this earlier. You and I had a beautiful conversation about the energy transition that's coming up and we're prepping to record the monthly forecast for February. And there is a tremendous amount of shit coming down. Holy hell. The energy is wild off the charts. The ascension symptoms are insane. So Sarah has been looking at her schedule and opening up quite a few time slots for the higher self connection reading. So she's opening up those time slots to be of service, to help you of like, this is what's going on. This is what your higher self and your guides are asking for you. This is the direction that your soul is nudging you to go in. Here's how to get there. So it's an hour session with Sarah. She'll end up giving you homework because she's learning from me. That homework is where it's at. (laughs) And it'll give you some tools to move forward. So I know she's opening up that. So diamondo.com, you can get all that content. And if you want to check out our very spicy t-shirt line, it's on our sister company called recoveringtoxic.com. And that's where all the spicy merch is. We got a lot of fun stuff that's coming out with that company in the next little while. So thank you for tuning in. Continue to look for a thousand reasons to say, thank you, I love you. Bye.